Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm your host. Well, I think I am at least. You'll, all will become clear. Uh, I'm Fergus. Uh, you're watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. I'm joined again by Johnny from the North Bank, Magic Mike from the Guna podcast, and uh, Guna Hilsey, Trev. But Trev's got a little bit of a special, a special talent that he's got. But let, let's talk to the other guys first of all before we talk about um, uh, Trevor's newfound control that has him smiling like a Cheshire cat right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, welcome, welcome to this side of the pond. Uh, yeah, it, it, this seems like normal seeing you this way rather than in the gents' toilets at the Tollington. Do, do you miss me yet? I mean, Arsenal certainly miss me. I mean, things have gone. <laughs> speaking of toilets, things have gone to uh, to to shite since uh, since I left. So, um, you know. <laughs> I am available to be brought back over for uh, for and report for duty. <laughs> Speaking of toilets, uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't, there's, there's, there's some people who don't want you to be back over here because they like what's happening. But you know, that's that's you know suits their agenda. Let's move on. Um, Johnny, how are you? <laughs> I'm much better than I was yesterday. Yeah, we were yesterday. We we put on on hold. I wasn't feeling it, and um, Johnny said he was sounding more like Barry White than anything else. He had a bit of a bit of man flu going on, but you sound much much better now. Yeah, so, had a good day. Go on, Hilsey. T- tell everyone what you, what you've got now. Well, I'm not sure because I've only just been presented with it, but I think I've got some power on this podcast. If anybody wants Fergus quieting it down a bit, just drop a message in the comments column, and I'm going straight off. Oh, I love this power. Good evening, everybody. By the way, he's mad with power. I've cheered up a bit now after the disaster of the last two games. Fergus, I'm going to say it for you, mate. I know you're going to mention it in a bit, but congratulations on the 200 shows, mate. Um, You're our leader. You're out. You formed the show. And I'm going to get you here before you say it. Johnny was here before me. Johnny's been here longer than me, but wonderful. Wonderful, mate. 200 shows. You should be proud of that. Um, Yeah, and. uh, Looking forward to 200 more if we can. Oh, Scunny, I can't yet, mate. I'm going to wait till he's right in mid-flow, then give it the big... <laughs> yeah, Scunny's in the chat for people on audio saying they cut me off already. Thanks very much on the yeah, 200, 200 episodes of the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. We also have the um, the Arsenal History podcast, which we um, which we do. He's just found the buttons to put the comments up now. Oh, Christ, we're in trouble. Um, uh, we've also got the Arsenal History podcast. We've got the Gooner to Gooners. There's, there's lots more other content, uh, some of it audio, but I think this is about... 110 115 on youtube so uh do hope you enjoy them and if you like us subscribe we're, we're not after clicks not after likes but um you know uh we just like doing this because we like having a good chat i'm uh, not sure how much um <laughs> not sure how much this is this is going to be a nightmare i might actually have to retract his um his status <laughs> um so i'm we're going to talk about the uh, Arsenal-Everton game, uh, first and foremost. That was Monday night. Um, Arsenal went to Everton. Goodison Park, not an easy place for us to go to, Mike, normally, is it? Um, and we did we did struggle. Uh, mightily, yeah. Um, it was a page right out of last year, the beginning of last year. Um, just, just absolute capitulation of effort. Never should have been even leading the game, much less leading the game with 20 minutes to play. Um, is a game that should have been even worse than it was, to be honest with you. So disappointing of a reaction to a disappointing loss four, four or five days earlier in, in Manchester. You know, the one thing I've been looking at for this team is to say, okay, we're not going to win every game. We're going to struggle, especially with the teams that are just years and eight and miles and kilometers in front of us. Um, but it's how we react to those games and how we address the, the teams that are presumably beneath us uh, in stature, standings, player quality, and all of the other things uh, that I'm going to be paying most attention to this year. And for the first time, uh, at, you know, after really kind of coming back and playing well after after bad defeats against Manchester City, against Liverpool, uh, playing well enough for the first time, we just kind of stunk out the place, and that's a very alarming trend. Hmm. 
Johnny, uh, I saw the startled look with the bell. That's something that um, uh, our Yank friend does every time he uses it. English colloquialism, uh, the bell goes. So that, that will explain itself. If he goes, he's knackered. Ping. You know, you know, the, the boy done well. Ping. And so, yeah, it, it just carries on. It's really annoying. Um, haven't if made Fergus, four changes. If, if Fergus much. is at sixes and sevens, I'll just I'll ring the bell. And, yeah. <laughs> or to be yeah, sure, to be sure. You, don't need, you need something else for to be sure, to be sure. You need uh, like a fiddle or something like that for the Irish sounds. Um, uh, four changes, uh, um, Mike. Uh, sorry, not uh, Johnny from the Manchester loss on Thursday, including the return of Saka, Granite Shaka. Kieran Tierney and uh, Lacazette started up front ahead of uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. What did you make of that lineup then, Johnny? Well, what can you say? I mean, Zaka was uh, a massive surprise. A month early, didn't even have a practice game, behind doors game, or under twenty three game, or anything like that. He was straight bang, straight back in there for a bit of stability in the midfield and. No ESR at all, even, not even on the bench. So I was really expecting uh, Aubameyang to start. I didn't think he'd have the the uh, the size fives in order to get um, get bench him, but I'm glad he did. And Martinelli, I thought was was zipping about, but we just lacked that, you know, link up between the midfield and the and the strikers. Still haven't sorted that out. And uh, Trev, what did you make of the, the, the first of all the Granite Shaka effect? Like you know, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Granite Shaka for a few reasons. Uh, firstly, October 29th, twenty nineteen, uh, with a bit of disrespect he showed uh, a lot of disrespect he showed our club. But that aside, tactically, I don't think he brings out the best in our club. I think he he's quite negative backwards, sidewards, and having him alongside El Nenny, who also, while a good squad player, um, is not really the right level or grade to, to be playing um, in games like this. Um, Madge, what he, game did El Nenny, where did El Nenny feature against Everton? El Nenny fe featured on Thursday. Sorry, mate. Um, just, just, it's, it's that I'm style of player. I'm with you. <laughs> Go on, you, you talk, you talk. Put me on mute then if you want. No, I will not. I will not. You know, I love you really. But it was, I was, you know, I was pleased you dropped Albamiang. I thought that Albamiang needed to sit a game out. I was glad to see Saka come back. If you're going to play Xhaka, which you, we all know my thoughts on Xhaka, I'm not overly keen, never have been, never will be. If you're going to play Xhaka, you can't play with party. You're going to have to, if you're going to, if you're going to say you're going to play Xhaka, you've got to play with Lukonga at least. You've got to play with mm. someone that look, look, looks to be a bit positive, you know. Um, Martinelli came in, didn't he? And I thought to myself, Martinelli's, apart from score a couple of goals, He's not done overly a lot to impress me, but he can't be any worse than Albamiang, and he's going to be going to be zipping around. So I thought, well, that's okay. We'll have Martinelli. Um, Tierney was back, and I thought Tierney played. I thought Tierney showed really well. I thought Tierney showed really well. Um, and the other one, because I called him out against Man United, and I'll take it back a bit against Everton. Um, in what was what was Mike summed it up perfectly? We played awfully. I was looking for some kind of reaction to the loss against Manchester United and I got a reaction, but it was a hundred percent flipped around negative reaction to what I was expecting. And I thought that Odegaard um, did all right, to be honest, but we just didn't seem interested. We just, there was, we just didn't, we just weren't firing at all. So, you know, we, we've seen some thoughts about, it might not be the players on social media and I'm not going to call him out yet. I said he's got time, but he's starting to worry me. When I, when I see the Man United game and then see Everton, which should be the reaction game, horrible, horrible. I want to, I'll leave it there for now, Fergus, and let you come back, mate. But I want to talk about the strikers in a minute. It's an important point to make. Well, I, I was probably going to link that in, but first of all, um, Everton done a 27-minute a walkout, uh, fan power, uh, it was about as good as a cronky outmarch or uh, you know a Wenger outmarch. I think probably more people had a you know a, a two for one um, Camden beer at um, the Emirates Stadium. Mike, what, what did you what did you make of their walkout? Well, you know it didn't help the cause of the walkout that 
as the 27th minute started, I believe uh, Everton were well on the front foot. They were, I think, I think they had a corner kick. They were putting pressure on our, on our goal. So, I mean, what are they going to, I mean, they were winning the game at that point. Uh, Not in the score sheet yet, but I mean, from a perspective of, you know, they were competing, they were doing everything that the, that the fans would have wanted to, because of course they were, because it's the gift, you know, it's the gift of Arsenal, uh, you know, for a struggling team to be able to play us. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, they, they focused on it. They wanted to make a big deal of it. I think maybe 15 or 20 people left their seats. It was not anything impressive. And again, you know, I, I'm not against fan demonstrations for, for a good cause. And I'm not judging whether the cause was good or whether it wasn't, but it is so difficult to get what you actually need to make a difference to happen. Um, it, it's just you, the, the number of people who are going to want to sacrifice that in a moment where, I mean, we've seen it happen, I think, at Liverpool um, a few years ago in a very effective way. And, and and you just really haven't seen it since then. I don't even remember what that was about, if it was about renovations. That was the 70, 77th minute, and it was, it was a protest against... About uh, renovations uh, or something uh, like that. Uh, yeah, tickets or, or, or ticket prices and stuff like that, I think it was about. And the only other team that I've seen in, in the top flight do anything to any sort of level, but still not as much as... Um, as uh, Liverpool was Newcastle. They've they've had boycotts and stuff like that. But you know there are teams that have successfully not had boycotts. Yet, uh, yeah, I mean it, Black, and, Black and, and, it and can, so on. But it can work. But at a club like Arsenal or even a club like Everton, I mean you you have to have a level of just common disgust that a lot of Arsenal people, a lot of Arsenal fans, clearly from our conversations very recently. Uh, feel that there should be more of and and maybe rightfully so but it's just when you have a fan base this diverse and this big and this you know and 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 people waiting to come to games it's going to be very hard to 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 pull off something like what Everton was was attempting to pull off or the Everton supporters were attempting to pull off ultimately it was really another much ado about nothing yeah Johnny um Godfrey, uh, very overzealous uh, while on the pitch. Um, he tackled Tomiyasu early in the first half and it was a, a really harsh tackle. And this isn't the one that went to VAR. Um, he should, in my view, have had a yellow card for that. Um, he then made, uh, a, I think there was another tackle made by Richarlison on Tomiyasu. Uh, Godfrey made another tackle. He eventually gets a yellow card. But in, uh, those aside, we'll talk about the red card um, separately, or the, the possible uh, red card separately. How was that guy on the pitch even before it got to this VAR situation? Because he he was just kicking seven bells, don't you think? It smacks of Danny Rose uh, when we played uh, Watford, just kicking mm. uh, seven, seven bells out of everybody in his bar, and he would never even got a yellow card. I, it's just, I'm not one of them conspiracy theorist nuts or anything, but oh my god, what does someone have to do to get to get uh, carded when they play against Arsenal? I mean, you look at the the, the stats for Saka um, getting kicked about, and I've read a, uh, an interesting thing about uh, uh, Jack Grealish being the most fouled player because Aston Those Villa, are fouls oh, that are called, right? <laughs> yeah, but all, all, all of Aston Villa's play was basically give it to Grealish and then he'd get absolutely wiped out in the last third and then they get a free kick and blah, blah, blah. We don't even do that with Saka. Yeah, we get a lot of production from him, but he get absolutely clattered every game. I think he got fouled like nine times in the game. And, and it's, 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 it's not just happening in that game. It's happening game after game after game. Yeah. Saka seems to be targeted. Godfrey did get a yellow card. I can't remember what minute, but he did get a yellow card at, at some point. But Trevor, if we talk about the... And I haven't forgotten your, your striker stuff. We will come to that. Um, if we talk about um, the, the red card tackle, I have got a picture of that here. So the red card tackle is Godfrey not even looking at the player. He's looking behind... And the still doesn't give it doesn't give it um, uh, context really because he could have pulled out of that and he stood on his face and you can see on Tamiyasu's chin when he's gone to Mike Dean going look at me bloody chin um, VAR uh, while players carrying on him look 
in the video, you see him look like out the corner of his eye. He saw him. He knew what he was doing. There's no mm. way whatsoever. And then he was overly dramatic to say, "Oops, I stepped on his face." I'm willing. I'm willing to. I'm willing to say that he did not mean it, but that that shouldn't matter. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, 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 he he was two inches from taking out the guy's eye from from opening a gusher on his forehead. I mean, the 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 place he hit him was probably the the you know accidentally the the least bloody, least damaging place he could have hit him. But um, you know, none of that was was intentional to hurt him or to not hurt him. Uh, it just happens. And, 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 mm. you know, if you, if you touch a guy's head, if you, if you hit a guy on the head, if you elbow the guy in the head, who's behind you when you're going up for a header and, and it's, and you're just not careful with your elbow, even if you're not like, I'm going to knock this guy's head off with my elbow. That's a red. It's a red all day long. Endangerment. Trev, the fourth time of asking you, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was, I was going to mute him in a minute. I, I've had enough. <laughs> You've got the power now. <laughs> He's got the power. It is interesting in that it does look, Johnny's exactly right. I think he looked twice in the build-up to it, right? And then to make it look like he don't know where his foot's going to land, he turns away last second when his foot goes down, which means that uh, Mike is, is also right in a way because, let me tell you, he's not looking at that split second his foot lands, so he doesn't know where his foot's going to land. But trust me, he knows it's going to land somewhere. He knows it's going to land somewhere because he looks and then he looks. And then as his foot's coming down, he looks away. Yeah. So, oh, no, I'm not looking, ref. So, yeah, he didn't know his foot was going to land on Tommy Yashu's chin. But he knew damn well that it was going to land somewhere and hurt him, let me tell you. It's a red card all day long. He see, when it was in the stadium, it didn't look that bad. So, from that perspective, I have a bit of sympathy with Mike Dean. But VAR should be in there. VAR should be ringing in Mike Dean's ear that straight away. Go now, and have a look at. Well, the did, did, did I watched on television? I watched. I was watching on television from 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 a distance, and uh, and they did have that VAR thing come up. Now, now the television station puts up the VAR thing, so whether it actually went to VAR, I can't say. But it clearly. Yeah, Mike Mike Dean went over and looked at it at the side of the pitch. Trevor, you were oh, there, so you mightn't get to see it all clear enough. But he looked at it, and you could see even before he went over to look at the monitor, he was already discounting it straight straight away, and he just gave it a cursory glance. Gone, nope, move on. He just he doesn't believe in VAR. He's just such an. Ar he, he looked at the screen and walked really away did. from it. I never knew mm. he did. Sorry, boys. He's so such an arrogant chicken strangler. And where's he from? Where's he from? Um, uh, Accrington Stanley, I think he's. Accrington Stanley? Who he's are they? Very, he's from very near Liverpool when he's a, he supports Tranmere Rovers. Yeah, Tranmere. That's right. That's right. Aren't they Welsh, Tranmere? No, they're very near no. to Liverpool. Oh, I'm thinking of Wrexham. Never mind. Five minutes away. They're in Liverpool, Mike. And he used to Four strangle chickens for a living. Accrington Stanley. Do any of you remember that milk commercial? Yeah. In the who late Accrington Stanley. Who are they? Exactly. I'm too young. He's from Glasgow. Um, <laughs> so, look, Mike, Mike Dean, I, I, I seriously think that something needs to be done about the guy. And, and it's not just against us. You know, he, he does seem to have some shockers, and especially when it comes to VAR, he just he's all about his decision and his decision only. He's not willing. I don't know who the VAR ref was, uh, but Gray uh, VAR came in again. Gray scored uh, a very good goal, but it was a very very tight call for VAR. And one minute later, Odegaard scored an opener from Kieran Tierney's cross um, uh, in in stoppage time. We went in, um, Trevor, this time. So, Mike, you can go on mute. Um, we, 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 went, we went in. Um... <laughs> oh, I didn't do that, Mike. My hands are real, mate. I didn't do that. <laughs> we, 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 we went in 1-0 uh, up. What was, the, what was the feeling in the chat in, in, in the bar at half time? What were people thinking? How were they feeling? Well, firstly, you've, we've got to talk about a goal, Fergus, because the goal comes yep. before half time. And there's some really interesting points to take from it, right? In that, with our strikers, some people are saying that our strikers are not getting the feed they deserve. And other people are saying that the people playing behind them are fine. It's the strikers that are not doing it. 
And you can see a case for each point, right? But now start looking at things in perspective. Where did Odegaard's goal come from? Across from Tierney, right? Mm. Across that any of our forwards could have got on, but they haven't all season. Where have most of Smith Rowe's goals come from this season? Runs into the box from a deep, slightly deepish position, not a lot, but runs into the box to get on the end of crosses and through balls. Where did Saka's goal come from a couple of weeks ago? A quick through ball. So people are getting on the end of through balls. I feel really sorry for Kieran Tierney because I think he works hard, but he's got nowhere to go. He's got nowhere to go. So my view at the moment, and it changes regularly, is that our strikers need freshening up badly. We do not have a goal-scoring striker at the present time within the Arsenal Football Club Full stop. Lacazette never scored goals. Lacazette has never scored enough goals. Balogun won't score enough goals yet. Maybe one day. Eddie and Ketia, well, we're going to talk about the miss later, but the bigger picture is Eddie and Ketia will never be good enough. Um, Martinelli is never going to be a prolific goal scorer. He's going to be a good player in the forward line, but I don't think he's going to be a prolific goal scorer. And Albamiang, who used to slot the ball away regularly, now couldn't hit a barn door from six inches. We're in massive trouble. And going back to the original question, Fergus, the, the, the faults in the bar at half-time were absolute joy because we scored right on half-time. So you've still got the buzz. But as the come-down started to sit in, people were saying, how are we 1-0? How on earth are we 1-0 up? This is nowhere near the quality of performance we expected after the Man United game. It's gone. We've been terrible. We've not been brilliant at all. But we've nicked a 1-0 lead. Sorry, mate. I went on a bit, but that's how it no, is. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. J- Johnny, um, after sitting on our lead in the second half, uh, we're only stirred to life really by Everton. They, they got an equaliser um, uh, by Richarlison on the 80th minute. And they were on, on the upward trajectory then. Um, and some substitutions started happening. We had, um, we had Eddie come on ahead of Abamyang, ahead of the one-legged donkey that is Pepe. Um, but you just you just think, you know, Eddie is a guy who wants to leave the club. Why would he come on first? And the question about this, and, and I can see some people in the in the chat who have got a, a more extreme view on Arteta and some people are a bit more, uh, less extreme. And, and, and it type of is, is this a tactical error by Arteta or is it just the inability and poor quality players Johnny if you look with the subs you got to look back at how he treated other players that he basically was like I'm done with him I'm done with him like Gwen Doozy he was like I'm done you can sit there on the bench you ain't getting on the pitch you ain't getting no minutes I think he's done with Pepe and personally I think it's a mistake I think he could be moulded into a better player than what we have he could, if you stuck him up front instead of Eddie, he probably would have created more because he has more to prove. As Eddie is just being put in the shop window to what? Get an extra 100 grand, 150 grand for whatever price we get for him in January. No, we should have put... Pepe had more goal involvements last season than any other Arsenal player. He ain't had a kick this season. He should. It, there's obviously something going on. Mikel Arteta, I've been... The guy said no one should turn around and say, you know, Arteta out until he's had the full season, you know. But it, I'm like Trev, I'm starting to worry a bit because he's obviously fallen hmm. out with Aubameyang. He's obviously fallen out with Pepe because Aubameyang, when he's... Sm- I was listening to uh, the Arscars and they were saying about when he's smiling, when he's happy and he's joking, he's putting all these stories on Instagram with him and Lacquer and stuff. That's the one who puts away all the goals. We're not seeing that big, uh, you know, hundred tooth um, smile. We're, we're, Johnny, we're, 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 so it's very downbeat. Johnny, let me feed you a line here, mate. Sorry, Fergus, you don't mind here. Let me feed you a line here, Johnny, mate. Albers, I used to, I used to say on this podcast regularly, Albama Yang have faith. He must. He's not that bad a player. Surely he's got to start scoring again soon. Yeah. But this isn't a temporary loss of form. And if it is, it's a bloody long temporary. This has been going on for 18 months or more. 
you know, and he scores the odd goal and feels as full of hope, and then he's gone again. You know, it's I, I, that's my thoughts at the moment, Johnny. You know, I'm just ugh, so unhappy. I, 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 I'm agreeing with you, Trevor. I think we need a you know clean slate, get rid of Lacquer and Oba because they go hand in hand. Oh, uh, Lacquer's going to end of the season anyway because his contract's up and he won't sign a one year deal. So get rid of both of them, have a fresh start, go big, get someone good, someone throughout 26 ish, and, and actually have a go at this. You know, you can't, you can't get rid of Aubameyang though. That, that, that you're not going to be able to get rid of Aubameyang, which is what which, which is the regrettable thing about his contract extension is we're saddled with him and and while his while his approach and his attitude towards the the club may not be the same as Mezzanozo, the impact that it's having on the club certainly is. Michael, um, I think I think a big club will come in and take him for a quid. I think there's a clause in his contract, and I, I can't remember if it's this summer. Are, yeah, it must be this summer because he's entering into his final year, I believe. Um, and he could have exercised already. He, he can reduce the length of his contract and walk for free if we don't get European football. And since we haven't had European football, um, maybe uh, that's why he, he's he's trying to he's trying to make sure we don't get <laughs> European. Football. But he's, 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 if you look in the Aubameyang thing, and if ever Aubameyang was to move on to another club, he's not going to get another big payday. He's better off doing the best he can for Arsenal and clawing in three hundred and fifty grand a week plus goal bonuses. Well, and honestly, I th- I I think he would. I I don't think he doesn't care. I think he's just he, he's just a huge confidence player who isn't is getting the, the things he's he, he, he he doesn't. He's not getting what he needs from from everyone around him, and I'm not blaming everyone around him. I'm saying, you know, stand up and just and, and play to the best of your ability. Plug yourself in. Should he have been put in? I mean, forget Pepe at this point. He's dead to Arteta. Should he have been put in before Niketia? I mean, I, I just don't understand what the Niketia sub, from a man management standpoint, says. Not not just to Niketia, Pepe, and, and, and Aubameyang, but to everyone on the, on the team. Is, you know, to be honest, to be honest, it, Mike, when I, saw that, when I saw that substitution come on, I started to laugh. And well, I, honestly, I thought he was coming, in, I thought I he was coming in earlier when Sokka was getting knocked around and it looked like Sokka needed to come out of the game. I, I mean, Niketia, I believe, was going to warm up. Um, and that, so that, that sub could have happened you know, in the first half. Uh, if I don't, if I'm remembering it correctly, and I just it, it boggled my mind. I didn't think that we were going to see Eddie Nketiah in anything other than League Cup games for the rest of his career at Arsenal. I I, I thought that it was two fingers up at Oba, uh, and then basically Mikel Arteta has then lost any credibility whatsoever in that situation by going to Oba. Actually, you know what? 85 minutes. Do you mind popping in and try and save the game for us? And, and did you hear Arteta's comments after the game about about that substitution? Um, I mean, he he, he basically said uh, uh, because why did you why did you play Eddie instead of Pepe today? And he said because I decided to play Eddie today to bring him on. He created three chances and hit the post in the space of twenty five minutes. He does everything in training what you saw him do in twenty five minutes here every single day. That's why I picked him. That's a pretty that's a pretty uh, that, that's a pretty pissy uh non-answer to that question and and you can see that he didn't like being asked it listen don't forget they offered eddie a new contract a couple of weeks ago and he's turned it down right and the moment he turned it down he starts getting super sub status i don't get it that's my point mate that's my point i also make in the under 23s i also make that'll make you laugh right it'll make you laugh but i'll make this point in all in all honesty sincerity I'm 59 years old, and I could have gone on when when Enketia went on and Golung in the in the six yard box, and I could have had his header a hundred times, and I wouldn't have missed it. I'd have scored every time. It was that bad a miss. Yeah, no pressure, a yard from goal. I mean, we saw we saw Albamiang hit the post the other week when it was harder to to do so, and that was a bad bad miss. But Enketia's for a young lad. That was I was gobsmacked when I saw. Well, Aubameyang's in the ninety seventh minute of this game was literally the last was kick of the game. Yeah, the last kick of the game, and he misses that. He, he, he didn't even he didn't even miss it. He like passed it into the touch. Like 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 it wasn't even a, a an attempt. 
it was and it's bizarre because you think about that that might have been a pretty important point as as gut punching as it was to 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 give up a lead with 10 minutes left and find yourself behind you know that would have been every bit the 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 goal that the that Lacazette's was against against Palace to to at least mm. rescue a point and keep the keep the the losses from piling well, it, up. It, it would also exactly. keep, it would also keep keep some of the negativity away from the club as well because there's a, 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 quite a lot of naysayers willing to jump on the on on the bandwagon and 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 you know and and with some justification uh, I, I must say um uh, and questioning the, the validity of the manager but uh, like myself and Trevor said we'd give him the Christmas and may go along a little bit longer uh, Trevor you were going to come in on this and then I want to move on to another point yeah listen Aubameyang is really I mean I said earlier that I had every faith and hope for him scoring but I I, I just I'm so angry with him our captain our leader the captain of the Arsenal football club right has not gone on social media this week and apologised for losing at Manchester United and losing at Everton and said they're going to get their head down and get it all over my social media feed how upset he is and how much we're going to play He's gone on his social media feed today. He sees him sitting in some stupid clothing on a quarter of a million pound car laughing his head off. And when I see him laughing, do you know where I interpret him laughing? He's laughing at me. Because I'm still paying me money every week in the hope that he's going to score a goal. The pressure he's giving me is he don't give a damn. He don't he gives give a damn, a damn about Ronaldo. You what, mate? He gives a damn about Ronaldo because he's liking his uh, social media. Look, yeah, he, he's not doing himself any favors right now. This is this is no, not going to end all. well. Not at all, Fergus. Sorry, Mike. It's not Christmas, Kai. You're wrong. It's not Christmas. We said until the January transfer deadline, right? There's a massive difference. He's got for me. He's got this next transfer window. That's what he's got, and he, he, we know we all know where he should be heading. You know, let's hope he does it. See what Arnie is. I love when people uh, set deadlines. I I love deadlines. There was another comment, and we talked about Pepe, and there's there's a huge thing about Pepe about his game time and clauses that we have to pay. Who really could Leon? I think it was our his friend. Leal, yeah, um, we've got to pay them a bigger tranche of of the money because it was it's it's amortised over five years to seventy two million. Uh, people got great figures and stuff. He uh, Arnie's come up with ten million that if we pay him, but there 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 is there is um, there is some uh, validity to to I've not checked it out actually, but there is some validity to that in a lot of contracts um, that you know uh, there are appearance uh, monies and as uh, bonuses that uh, teams get so if we ben white for example if we sell him on i'm sure brighton will have um a sell-on clause if we make champions league final they get a bonus etc etc we've got it where players have been sold on um and wasn't the theo walcott i think we got some money when he was sold to Southampton from Everton or something like that. Mike, what do you, what do you know on 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 this side of things? Do you, does does the gerbil have any insight? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Um, I know, but, but I know you're close friends. Yeah, well, yeah, we uh, we lived together for a period of time, um, but but his incessant <laughs> running on that wheel ended up being too much for me. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, he. I, I don't know anything about those clauses in contracts uh, as far as whether they exist, whether they don't, which ones are in there, which ones don't. It would be fascinating if contracts were made public. I don't know why they can't be. I mean, like, it's not a matter of governmental public record, but why, you know, why not? They're, they're, pr- they're pretty standard. They're pretty standard. But, uh, but the, in the sense, I, I see them with work. I see some contracts, but Arsenal are actually quite um closed uh they're they're closed about everything but but here's here's my thing if there are contracts being signed with appearance clauses not performance clauses on an individual basis not performance clauses on a team basis i mean you've mentioned you got to pay him this much more if you make it to the champions league you got to pay this much more if he scores 10 goals those are fine yeah but uh, but for appearances that, yeah, that that I've, is counter I've, I've, to everything that should be an incentive because yeah yes if if you're playing him that means that he's doing well and 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 he's worth more and you should have a escalator in the clause but 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 to then 
pr- present this counter incentive to play somebody in particular situations or overall because you want to try to save some money on a deal that you are that you might have overpaid on um if those clauses are being put in contracts someone is just an awful there, there awful are there person. are clauses there are clauses but in a standard contract for a premier league and champion uh, football league uh, player that if he appears on the bench uh, on top of his wages he gets a uh, quarter of his weekly wages or a, a, it can be a fixed sum but uh, as as that's a, not an accomplishment fee, uh, if if he starts before the 60th minute, he gets full match appearance money. If he starts after the 60th minute, they get half match day. And then when you look at Benitez, you look at Wenger, you look at it's even our stupid. manager now, uh, that you, you, it makes you think, why are these substitutions made after 60 minutes? It, it, is it thinking money? But let's not get into that one. Um, Trevor, uh, Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. Uh, I asked you if you were going um, last week uh, the la- on the last podcast. I asked if you were going. It's a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. Try and stop me. Um, it's the traditional kickoff. It works perfectly for you. Yeah. Does that mean it's the game's not on television for people that are not going? Yeah. Not in the UK. It's, no. It, it'll be on, it'll be on over there, but yeah, there'll be nothing nothing on the telly here. I can't wait till Saturday. Three o'clock kickoff for Arsenal. They're the best days. They're the best days. Uh, I can't see why they're not on telly. It's, it's an interesting day, Saturday, right? Because what we have to start doing now, right, is we have to think about the crowd and the atmosphere. And I think we're going to be short with fans there. I think there's a lot of people with the COVID news and all that that are thinking about what they're going to do. But Arteta and the Arsenal players have been very, very good in praising the fans this year for the atmosphere that's being created at away games and at the Emirates for most games, right? But I always say it's a two-way thing, this this atmosphere thing, right? And after these last couple of performances, the only way they are going to create an atmosphere on Saturday is to go onto that field and from the first kick of the game to tear into Southampton like there's no tomorrow. And unlike Everton in particularly, look like they're capable of winning a game. Look like they look like they are 100, 200, 300 thousand pound a week players. Because none of them did the other, well, none of them's an overstatement. I'm sorry, most of them didn't the other night. So I, I want a massive atmosphere at the Emirates on Saturday to lift our players. But after these recent performances, it's down to the players to start quickly and create that atmosphere. Then the fans will do their job. The fans will, if the players do their job, the fans will do their job. I'm confident in that at the Emirates this year. But it's a massive game. If we don't perform against Southampton on Saturday, then you think, what is going on? What is going on? It's, it's deeper than the players, this. And I've always got in the back of my mind, Fergus, and I, I just have, look at what Tuchel did when he came into Chelsea and took over from Lampard without bringing any players in. Like someone flicked a switch overnight. I'm not making a, a strict comparison, but it's there to be thought about. You know, changes can happen like that. But anyway, back to Southampton. Massive, massive game for Arsenal Football Club. We need them to start very quickly, lift the fans, and we'll all do a job on them, hopefully. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Johnny, you're not making it uh, for... Uh, you got um, the kids and stuff at the weekend, so you're, you're not going to be able to make it. We drew 2-2 in 2019-20. We drew 1-1 at the Emirates against Southampton uh, in our last game in 2021. Um, and what do you do about the starting lineup? Do you start Aubameyang? Do you start Lacazette? Do you start both of them? Uh, Tierney, Tavares, Odegaard, ESR. Go on, the floor's yours. For, for me, I think your bench, I, th- I think you just drop out Aubameyang and Lacazette altogether, not even in the squad mm. for me. And um, I, I'd, I'd do starting Saka and ESR and Martinelli and possibly have Balogun on the bench. I think there's some injury I concerns there. Near the, we're near the starting lineup. Uh, Zach is going to end up start, starting, but I think Lukonga should start ahead of him. Um, same back five, but I, you know what? Biggest, my biggest disappointment in the squad at the moment is party. And I, and like everybody, I've had such high hopes for the man. And he admittedly said in the interview that his performances so far have been a four out of ten. And I think yeah, we all feel that he's been a big disappointment so far. But you can see little glimpses and stuff, but he's just so off form. 
And if we he was on form, then Zach is almost good foil for him because party will push forward more. But he's not even doing that. You know, you saw when he the ball was fizzed into him, he didn't like turn and see where he could take it. He pretty much just batted it back to wherever it came from. He didn't turn and make a run or anything like that. I think I think really he should just stop trying to shoot from distance and start playing the ball forward. He, yeah, he says he, he came out and admitted that he's been a four out of ten, and then and then the, the first game after that admission, he 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 pulled a two out of ten out of his ass. I mean, like like I was refreshingly like like pleased that he had such critical self awareness mm. and saying, okay, well, this is something to build off of. And then he went and just like I mean, you know, he stunk the place out. He was probably the worst player on the pitch on 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 or near it on on uh, Monday. And and he's he seems like the type that as long as he's healthy, you want him to play through his struggles and find and find his form. But I'm not so sure that that's you know that that's going to happen. And and in the meantime, you're keeping Sambi Lakanga out of the starting eleven. And, you know, yes, we'll see. I mean, th th that's going to be a force change where we're going to see Lakanga in January come hell or high water because of the AFCON situation. Thomas Partey won't be available for selection uh, for a period of time. But, you know, I don't think that means that you should play him every single week. I think uh, what, you do up front, what you do up top, Mike, uh, what you do up top, do you, do you, do you play Lacazette or do you... Do... Well, for, first of all, I think, I, I think we've got a major injury dot with Gabriel Martinelli um for saturday i i think he's suffering from a hand, hamstring saka i mean if he's healthy enough that you, you've got to play him but you know he's just going to be out there getting kicked around by southampton again um esr was not on the bench on monday was he i mean he he was no, he i think uh, uh, was he on the bench he wasn't uh, yeah no, no, and so so i, I mean it's like hamstring or something so, i mean we we got a lot of hamstrings that are like in jeopardy right now so i don't you know, I don't know. Maybe is Saturday a game for Pepe? Not saying that that he'll get on the pitch, but should he? Probably. Um, I I'd go. I agree with not playing Aubameyang. I'm less inclined to punish Lacazette. I mean, I'm I'm I, if if Martinelli isn't fit, I might go um, ESR on the left, Lacazette in the middle, Saka on the right, which we've seen before and and to great effect with Odegaard behind them. But where, when the last time had a shot on target? Can anybody say? No, Who? no. When's the last time Lacazette had a shot on target? When he I when think... he scored against Palace, the equaliser against Palace. Yeah, okay. well, and, and either and then before that, it was uh, I think it was with Leon. Um, yeah. But no, <laughs> um, yeah, the Palace goal obviously was was a shot on target. I don't, I I couldn't say if he's had one since then. I, Perhaps but John, not. Johnny, but, he, but I think he, he I think known... he impacts the players around him more when he's not scoring than Aubameyang does. If Aubameyang's not scoring, we're not going to score because See, no one else is going to. People aren't giving aren't getting on his back because he looks busy. He looks busy, but anybody can look busy if you drop into where you should be. You should That's be. what I try to do all day long at work. Yeah, but the, the team isn't about looking busy. It's about doing the job you're told to do. And if it's not instruction, then he's dropping. I mean, he was sitting down at right back next to um, next to Tommy when he should be up top. He's like our main striker. It's ridiculous. Trev, Trev your thoughts on, on how you'd line up um, yeah. Tavares oh. over, over Tierney, Laka, Balogun? Does he get a look in? I absolutely wouldn't play Alba or Laka. No chance. They've, they've come on. They've not been good enough. They've not no. been playing well enough or good enough to play for the Arsenal. Either of them. People make the Alba lack of comparison. The only comparison is is neither of them score enough goals. You know, Lacquer prances about but doesn't get a shot on target. Alabama Yang is more interested in sitting on the bonnet of his car laughing at us. Don't play for them. I stick. I'd stick with the same back five as we had against Everton. I'd keep. I'd keep Tierney in, although I keep saying I want to find a way of getting Tierney and Tavares in this same side. And then you've got to bring Lukonga back into the midfield, and then you think about who you play next to Lukonga. For me, it's Maitland-Niles in front of party at the moment. You, 
you play out Maitland Niles, you bench party, and 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 you don't Jacker don't get a look in for me, you know. And then you've got is that, is, is that on a technical basis or a personal basis? What do you mean? The Shaka one. Is it just because you're done with him or is it because you no. don't think he's Look, right? Xhaka, no, no, not at all, Fergus. Xhaka is very similar to, to the case of Alba and Laka in that it, he's not making us a winning team, you know? I was looking the other day. I've got it written here somewhere. I won't be able to find it now. But I think off the top of my head, I think I Xhaka think has played now nearly 200 games for Arsenal. Scored five goals, right? So he doesn't give us that addition to our side. He's not a goal-scoring midfielder, right? So then you've got to start looking at what else does Xhaka offer? Does he does he offer many cutting through balls that create the goals? No, not in my opinion, he doesn't. So what does he do? He stands in midfield with his nose in the air and and passes sideways and backwards, and every few games gets himself sent off for being stupid. But he's a leader, break. Trev. He's a leader. Mike, I'm going to mute you. If you say that again, I'm muting you. You're done. You I leave. said it sarcastically. I know you, mate, said it sarcastically, but I meant what I said. <laughs> so, look, so so Jacka, Jacka's in the same boat as, as Albert and Lacker. This isn't a sudden loss of form. This is an ongoing thing that we've, we've not been challenging for years. So them players that have been there for years are the ones you've got to focus on the most because they've had more chances than anybody. And you can say that older players should lead the younger players. But when the older players are playing as poorly as ours have been, they're not going to lead the younger players. The and, only and risk now is that the younger players start dropping their level. And trust me, if that happens, then we've got major problems. Irish Mick makes a good point in the in the chat. He says they think the team are actually busting the gut for Arteta. I don't think older team are. I think the young guns are. Um, and we're still not getting results as a worrying thing. But I think it's probably what you're saying there, Trevor, that it is the, it is the players that, you know, um, the younger players, and, and you, you can't rely on the likes of Shaka. You can't rely on the likes of, of Aubameyang and Lacazette, who are the senior players who should be guiding the way for us to go through. Um, score predictions then? What are we going to do on score predictions? Trev, you want 4 0? No, I can't. How can I go 4 0 <laughs> with how we've been? Um, I would hope that against Southampton we can keep a clean sheet. So I'm going to go 2 0. Hopeful 2 0. Okay. Johnny? 2 1. 2 1. And Mike? I'm going to say the same thing I've said for virtually every single game in the last two months, which because I don't have confidence, it's 2 2. We're going to, yes, I mean, two, heathen, American heathen, heathen. Realistic is what I call it. Uh, I'm going to go 1 0, um, and we've got a seat of our pants 1 0. Uh, and then midweek we've got West Ham. West Ham are on um, on on top form. We can touch on it slightly if you'd like to, guys. Uh, I, I, you know, the, in in fairness, our last two home meetings against West Ham, we've beaten them. We will go into probably more detail on Tuesday. But Trev, what's your thoughts briefly on the on the West Ham game then? Briefly, oh, you can't even think that far. <laughs> I can put it in one word, Fergus. In one word, worried. I'll put it in two yeah. words. Extremely worried. You know, uh, this will be the Johnny, game that this will be the game that literally. I mean, Southampton losing to Southampton, not getting a result, will be awful. But failing to show up against West Ham will be kind of the 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 arbiter where people are like they've they've gone past us, they've gone past us in every single way, which is just a, a gut punch that. That won't be a bad performance. That won't be an unlucky result. That won't be, oh, yeah, we didn't show up against Everton. That'll be West Ham has taken our spot, and that's not going to sit well. Johnny, what's your yeah. thoughts on the West Ham game? I never thought I'd say it, but at this point, I'd rather have Kawhi Antonio than Aubameyang. All day long. I'd rather have Antonio Banderas than, than, than Aubameyang. 
how will I how will I be able to show my face in the pub again if we lose against uh, if we lose against West? You start name dropping, you're muted. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, oh. Listen, around where I am, as you know, it's quite a lot of West Ham, it's quite a lot of Tottenham, and they will just give me loads and loads and loads of crap. Um, guys, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Mike, I know you said you were limited to an hour. We finished slightly earlier. Um, I've not finished. He will go on. Yeah, he's got control. But the good thing is I can just leave now and he can press the button for the music. I don't have to be here anymore. So, Mike, thank you very much for joining us. Well, the theme song is 20 minutes long. So so if we have to wait around for the end of the theme song, then it will be over an hour. But uh, yeah, I, I appreciate true. it. I'm so, sorry I've been, uh, been hard to, to corral. But I just I wanted to wait until a landmark show and the 200th episode is is very very suitable very suiting so uh considering one of our co-founders was an american i thought it was appropriate to have an american on because we couldn't get mike uh galvez on um oh, uh, okay, yeah. so that was that was you know that's why it was appropriate honestly oh, planned, choice mike so, yeah you just got another <laughs> run of the mill yeah like like we're all the yeah, same mike. is that what you're saying yeah, yeah you're all the same yeah yeah all mike the same. we've got we've got a septic and we've got a mic to replace scunny <laughs> Yes, I've been called a septic many times, and not just uh, by people from England. It's, it's just you know by people who smell me. So it's it's yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen you flatten chairs. Trev, yeah, I've, I've flattened chairs. <laughs> Trev, I've, I've I've flattened Trev when I hugged him uh, in Leicester, and 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 then and then uh, a couple of days later, <laughs> wasn't feeling so well. So uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel responsible for everybody's maladies, but uh, but look. I'll be over soon. The losing will stop. The winning will begin. The hugging will take place, and uh, and and Gunner family will be happy again. Yeah. Um, Do you know what? Uh, Do you know what, Ferg? I I, I I I loved spending a bit of time with you, Mike, when you was over. The only trouble was it wasn't long enough, mate. I got poorly. No, not at all. So you're over. We must properly meet up, mate, and 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 have a chat about the Arsenal and you know. Yeah, it's one. It's one okay. thing meeting up in a pub and spending quality time together. We were on the concourse at, at Leicester and uh, it, just surrounded by tons of people. Not that they were surrounding us like like a you know like a dance competition type of thing, but but just it was loud. It was it was hard to really communicate too much. But I was thrilled to be able to to spend a few minutes with you and and uh, and, and get some of the wisdom and the the yeah. love. But uh, but yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do it proper next time. Yeah. Look forward to it, mate. And Johnny, I'm missing you this year, son. I'm missing uh, you stood next know. to me, giving me yeah, headaches. We'll be, we'll be coming back, I'm sure, at some point. Good. Look forward to it, mate. Um, listen, just before we go, yeah, Trev time, Ferg. It's about another 30 seconds, mate. But I must, must mention. How do I take that off? <laughs> I must. <laughs> <laughs> I must mention. I'm sorry, but I've got to do it. And, and, I, and this is all seriousness, jokes aside. The Arsenal travelling support. At Manchester United was fantastic. All the game, right? Brilliant. They've gone up there on a Thursday night, can't get home. They've found ways, they've found means, and they've done it. And then after such a, a terrible result in Manchester, a game we should have won, Stone me Everton on Monday, they're back again. Another school night. Another night they can't get home. You know, and, and they're there again cheering our side on, and our side let those fans down badly on Monday, badly. And it needs to be said that those fans made me proud to be an Arsenal fan on Monday night and on Thursday night. And it'll never happen, but I'd love for one of the Arsenal team just to hear this next sentence. Think about the fans on Thursday. Think about the fans on Monday and go out on Saturday. Go out on Saturday against Southampton and do it for those fans that, that travel everywhere and go to the Emirates and watch you on bad days. Make it a good day and the fans will support them. The atmosphere will be amazing. But them travelling fans at the Arsenal, I applaud you. I applaud you, boys. Fantastic. It'd be nice if more of the of more of the players applauded you in the moment after the game. I, I heard it was it was pretty diabolical on, on Thursday at, at Manchester after the game. The the lack of, of respect shown to to the away support after that loss um, from people that were there. I, I heard it was very disappointing. And and you can't you can't just come over and clap the crowd and and appreciate them when you win. Uh, you got to do it when, it, especially on a on a ridiculously scheduled Thursday night eight fifteen game or a Monday night eight p.m. game. 
miles and miles and trains away from home. That's I, that's unacceptable to me. It should be all 11 voluntarily without having to be coerced. It should be the coach. It should be everybody saying thank you for, for, for making this sacrifice. And yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see it actually take place in their play on Saturday, but that's that does piss me off when the club doesn't doesn't properly respect the match going fans, especially on a nighttime away game on a on a weeknight. There is Can one fan's favorite. One, hang, hang on, go on, Johnny. Go on. Ramsdale's the only one doing it. One correction of what uh, what what Trev said is that the guys who girls that go to the away matches aren't fans; they're supporters. There's a difference. Yeah. They go there to support the team, thick, thin, wind, rain, whatever. They're supporters because they're there to support the team, support the club, no matter what happens. And the people that come and go and moan and, and don't like the support and they go up and down, they're just fans. A supporter is a million times better than someone who calls himself a fan. Well, in my well, opinion, I mean, there's a with, distinction there to be made. With, without making and, classifications and stuff, I will say that the one thing I that that absolutely hurts the most about not being in England and and, and following the club from over here is that if I lived over there, I would make up for what I didn't do when I was a teenager living over there because I really didn't know how uh, and wasn't old enough. But I, I would love to be a, you know a, an away supporter who who went to every game away because that is an experience. I went to five Arsenal games when I was over last month. Only one was away, and it was the Leicester game. And I wish they were all away because it is so much more of an experience. And and uh, and, and I just want to be part of that crew because I have the ultimate respect for what they do. A couple, of, a, couple of in the a couple of comments come up in the chat, and um, one of them was uh, a question I want to ask to Trev. Trev, when you do go to away games, please do try and stay for the full ninety minutes. Don't creep an hour getting kicked out. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what Terry's talking about. I did have a little. <laughs> That's different than little, that didn't happen. <laughs> I, was, I was right over near the away fans, and I, I did have a little tete-a-tete -tete with a an, an Everton fan, and, and a policeman kindly intervened, but he didn't threaten to throw me out. Um, but uh, yeah, I might have been something because I'll tell you why why there may have been something because before the game, I was with a couple of good friends of mine and we wanted a quieter drink because we had to meet someone else and we had some stuff to do. So we went for a quieter pub and we ended up at the Park Inn, which is right outside Anfield. It's a Liverpool pub right outside Anfield. And there was only about four or five people in there. So we goes in, two pints of Guinness and a pint of Carling, £10, please. £10 for three pints this day and age, mate. Absolute bargain. I nearly never left the pub. I nearly never got to the game. I nearly just stayed in there and watched it on the telly. It was that cheap. Well, the scouts make their, their gyro go a bit further, don't they? I'm not getting involved in that, Johnny. I'm not getting involved <laughs> in that. Arnie and uh, Nobby Clark uh, ask, Arnie asks, why is there not more people on YouTube watching this? Um, well, let your friends know, mate. I hate that like button is what Nobby has said. Um, we don't chase viewers. Uh, we do this as a hobby. Um, yeah, it'd be great to have more people joining in because we've all become friends, the people in the chat as well as the people on the screen. Um, so yeah, it, let more people know and join us to share it on Twitter. Um, we are on Twitter and we are streaming live on Twitter right now. Actually, uh, let me just show you oh. what we're doing. How do we do that? Uh, we're we're also on the big screen at uh, Piccadilly Circus right now and Times Square. We're we're broadcasting on that. So Fergie, you, you know, it also needs to be said, mate, that I would love us to have like hundred thousand followers on whatever YouTube or whatever, but. We're not here. To, we don't make money, do we? We're not here to line our pockets. And, no. You know, I, I've got no intention of ever making a penny out of appearing on any podcast. Um, I'm just here beca because I love chatting with you boys. I love talking about the Arsenal, my club, and it's. I've thoroughly enjoyed it again tonight, mate. I've enjoyed every second of tonight. You know, Mike and Johnny have been brilliant, and Fergus, you've not been as bad as usual. So happy, Trev. Happy yeah, it must be the fear of control. Listen, Fergus is like finish, a four out of ten. He's made a habit of that, which is a great thing. I yeah, just wish it was yeah, catching on still. with the rest of the club. 
That was um, Jamie Goulding sent me that through. Liam Harrison uh, it was a young boy uh, stayed at the edge and, and got it and he was absolutely made up and over the moon delighted for himself. So, yeah. Um, guys, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, probably Tuesday, I would have thought, with the game on Wednesday. Um, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. You've been watching Arsenal. It's uh, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Guns and, ye- guns and yellow ribbons. Christ, I'm on water and I can't even speak. <laughs> You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.